Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content, all this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple, to entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. We got the horns today. I know. Happy Friday for those listening. Happy Thursday for those watching. That is uh, true. What's up, Fancy? We said that uh, we're going to continue the episode. Yeah, we are continuing in the path of the last episode where we were talking about how all advertising and marketing will get replaced by content creation. That's Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Let us know. Mm. Just make sure you send us a message at Bisbrosco on Facebook on Instagram. Let us know what your thoughts are about that. Yeah. And if you're enjoying this show, just make sure you hit that follow button out there and just download every single episode. It does help us tremendously. The show has grown massively in the last three months and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for being part of this journey. And uh, yeah, let us know any feedback. Absolutely. And if today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share with other people as it might do the same for them. Appreciate you. Yeah. So quick recap, right, Fonzie? What did we talk about last time? Yes. So last time we were covering a little bit of, you know, an episode of the All In podcast where in a segment of it, they were talking about how Kim Kardashian started a new private equity fund, right, to, you know, launch new businesses, invest in new businesses. And they were talking about the power of, you know, having an audience already, of being a personality, being a personal brand, and through their content, launching these businesses, such as Mr. Beast that recently launched, uh, I think it's called Beast Burger, mm -hmm. which became the biggest restaurant launch in the history of like the world. Yeah, physical location because they, they've been running online restaurants for about two years now uh, yeah, because of the, the pandemic, physical location. but the physical location and it was awesome. So I, I love the fact also we talked about why it's maybe not necessary, like a big audience, right? We talked we talked about that in these specific cases, of course, uh, that's kind of like the, the, the big news. But for a, for a regular business, right? You don't have to wait 10 years. You don't have to amass like millions of followers, right? Doesn't always translate into that. Yeah, I mean, we talked about, you know, consistency is art, authority, relevancy, and trust. How all these creators, they've been doing it for many, many years. And they've amassed not only attention from people, but, you know, the trust of their fans, which translates into money in the bank once they launch those businesses. Yeah, it's super exciting to see how community is a big aspect of this too. So we broke that down too a little bit uh, with this creator, especially with Mr. Beast and uh, Ninja on the gaming world and how that community can be so strong that they're able to leverage this for that. So the all elements that today's businesses have to be very aware of and we have to keep an eye on how can we develop those at scale. So also we got to address the baby in the room. Yeah. Baby Mateo is right next to us. So if you hear a maraca in the background, that's him. We, we're on full-on dad mode today and uncle mode. And uh, he's right here with us in the studio. Yeah, he's on the little bouncer that, oh boy. Yeah, that shakes a lot and makes a lot of sound. But, you know, <laughs> he's learning. He's staring at us right now. He's like, tell me more <laughs> tell about me all this content creation thing. I want to learn. I know. So, Fonzie, before we go to clip number three, uh, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, well... I think personally, why did we leave just clip number three for a part two, mm. right? I think this clip specifically speaks to a very important part of the process, or at least that's how I interpret it and what I want to share with you today, which, you know, is going to require all of your attention. Because when you have a business, this part right here is what is just going to 
kick it off for you, right? And I think it literally ties with what we talk a lot of the times on direct response marketing, right? Of owning your own audience, right? On uh, self-liquidating offers, all that stuff, right? They call it subsidized CAC, C-A-C, which is uh, customer acquisition cost. So let's just roll the clip and then we'll share our comments. I think we're at a point in time where the biggest thing that if you want to build a consumer business, my advice to you as an entrepreneur is you need to build direct distribution and scale. Because what that translates into, what Kim Kardashian proves, what Mr. Beast is proving, is it's all about subsidized CAC, where you don't cost your cost of act, uh, customer acquisition, where you are not paying dollars to Facebook and Google, but instead, because you have direct distribution in a relationship with tens or hundreds of millions of users, you can pour them into different experiences. And when you can do that, it's basically virtually zero cost. Your entire margin structure of how you build a consumer business has changed overnight. So that's what they've proven. They've proven that you need to first build a brand, and then you can convert that brand into a distribution funnel, and then to basically pour all kinds of services into it. All right. We're back. Uh, love that clip, right? Uh, over the last three years, we've uh this is something that we push with everybody that jumps on a call with us uh people that work with us people that work with us in the service level they already have a level of this right and and they kind of understand it but traditional businesses i'm very shocked that not a lot of people right feel very comfortable owning their own list like they put their money into uh platforms like facebook instagram youtube linkedin ads right which are external but then we don't own that that relationship with that consumer um, and by that, I mean on the email list, right? That becomes a really good asset. And there's a stat, right? That, you know, Russell from ClickFunnels shares a ton. There's a lot of people. It's like from every subscriber that you have on the, on the list, you can make up to $1 a month, uh, $1 yeah. a month. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. Right. And obviously this is a, a big average, but there's some people with higher uh, percentages. Right. And it's like, how do we manage those relationships with the people that are coming into our world? Um, so I think this is very important to highlight, right. As a, as a business and then as mm -hmm. creators are wet, uh, as well as your media, your own media company, you have to own that because then you can, it doesn't matter what medium, then you put some money into it to, to gather those leads, to develop those relationships. You're always going to have that asset that can go with you anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and specifically on the video, he's not really talking about email lists. I feel he's just talking about, they just have such a big audience and they trust them and they follow them, you know, whatever it is that they post that is subsidized in the sense that they tell them, hey, I'm going to launch this and people will go there mm. and they'll buy it. But for specifically, you know, uh, in the B2B world that maybe the audiences are not as big and you are relying on, you know, people actually coming back to your content and you might not get them, you know, through the regular channels of like YouTube, Facebook and all this stuff. You need an email list. And he talks about kind of like, you first get the audience and then you can pour them into all these different experiences. What I'm saying is in, in terms of business, you can nurture that list, right? Once you have your email list, start nurturing it, that customer journey, right? What is a customer journey that you're taking these people through? So they become your clients and then you can increase the average order value and they can spend more money with you. And now it becomes a a profitable relationship if you if you want to put it that way yeah. but something that i think you know playing a little devil's advocate obviously he's he's talking in here about hey first develop the audience and then you can leverage the distribution right and 
you know, you might be thinking, well, I don't have 10 years to grow an audience before I start making money. And I personally don't think you need the audience to start making money, mm. but the audience is definitely a good kind of like something that you can build on the side as you build your core offering and you start selling it on one end, right? Maybe doing outbound. You can start developing that audience through your content, educating people, getting them into your ecosystem, nurturing them. And then eventually that audience can become the foundation for other products and offers that you create. Because then you go to them and ask them what is it that they want. They give you their insights. They give you their, their troubles, right? Their challenges. And you come up with an offer that you can sell to them. So do you need a big audience first to sell? I personally think the, the, the answer is no. You need to do your sales activities, right? But at the same time, create content because that first is going to act as a safety net. It's going to build rapport with the people that you're connecting on a one-on-one -on -one basis because they're going to go creep on you, right? They're going to go check out who you are. And if you don't have any content, it's going to be kind of challenging for them to figure that out. But if you already have content in your profile, as they come in, they're going to know what you're all about. And that content is going to also serve to attract new people, get new people's attention, and then start building that ecosystem, that audience that then later on you can leverage for more profits. Yeah, uh, I have a couple of examples here. Right? We have uh, one of the people that we work with, they're, they're about to launch a book next month. And uh, we did a, a very big push as a, as a company for, for pre-sales, right? And we're trying, to, we're trying to do bulk orders. And uh, it was really interesting because they're, they're publishing through the traditional route, you know, book publisher. They're a very big publisher. Mateo is really active at this moment. He's going ham He's right going now. going crazy. There we go. If you if you want to look a picture of the baby uh, hosting the podcast, it's going to be on my Instagram, my social media. So you just go go check it out. But anyway, so we, we're about to launch this thing, right? And uh, by working with a traditional publisher, it's it's been very tricky that relationship. But um, we we put on a goal to sell five thousand copies before the launch of the book. Uh, we're we're up there. We're almost there. But it was. Very interesting because the publisher was saying, do not, do not go out and pre-sell this book. Uh, you guys are not going to be able to do it. And uh, throw the team a lot of effort. And because that specific customer owns a list, owns that audience, and they've been creating yeah. content for a very long time, they've been able, they were able to sell 2,500 copies just in the first week of pre-sales. So yeah. uh, that's super important, right? Because we're putting those book, that message in the hands of like your very warm audience, right? And that's a, a very t uh, a specific example to that product, but it just explains the leverage of how this can do. And obviously it's not just the book, it's the back end of like what happens after they get that book. Is there, there's a sales process that goes into hand and you know, there, there's all the products that they can sell. Yeah. The other- Oh um, no, you go ahead, go ahead. No, no, the other example I wanted to share was Kevin Hart, uh, the big secret. I was watching a documentary the other day about him. I obviously love his movies, love his comedy. But since he started doing, he started collecting emails in every stand-up uh, that he would do. He would go in and he'll have a list and people checking in. He'll check get the email and he started building his asset of his audience so he could communicate directly with them. He didn't really want to put that in control of outside sources, and that's how he started to build his uh, his community, the people that follow him, his own distribution channels to the point that right now he owns a production agency, uh, uh, sorry, a production house. Uh, same thing with like The Rock. They own their production houses. So that to me was really interesting that at that stage when he was doing stand-up, he already had the foresight 
of building their own, or your own audience, right? And utilizing yeah. that for distribution. It's an asset at the end of the day. And uh, I remember a few more stories, actually. I remember Russell Brunson once sharing a story about, I don't know if it was Jay Abraham or another pretty big marketer that was telling him about how powerful it is to have a list that he would be like, oh, I need a, I want to install a pool in my house. Well, <laughs> who's going to pay for that pool? And he's like, my list is going to pay for that pool. And he would create it a course or something, an offer, right? Yeah. He would send it to the list and immediately make a whole lot of money because he was nurturing that relationship. He had kept that, that list right up to date and then people trust him and they would buy the solutions that he yeah. was offering them. And the other one was Russell's story with um, tax, I think it was. The taxes. Yeah, yeah, that he has some challenges in there. Uh, I think when he was beginning, and he decided to launch an offer and and part of how he got that money was through his email list as well yeah. so i want to touch on point the point on they were talking about subsidized cac right customer acquisition costs and what they mean by that is pretty much is very similar to or how i interpreted was a self-liquidating offer right so let's look at it from the point of view of these people that have massive audiences they might not have a funnel with, you know, upsells and downsells that they're going to hit these people with, but they have such a big audience that they say, hey, I'm launching this, and immediately they're going to see a return. But how do you do that for, you know, the smaller business owner, right, or on the B2B side? Well, guess what? Once you get people into your list, sure, that costs you some money to get them there, but through a process, again, it can be a live funnel. It can be on the phone. It doesn't necessarily need to be an online funnel, but that is one of the ways that you can do it. You can increase the value of their first order, which would, in a way, nullified. Nullified? Is that a word? Um, it would nullify the, the cost that it took you to get that person inside of your list. So basic example, let's say you're paying Facebook $10 to get somebody to sign up into your list. And once they sign up, you present them with an offer and they end up paying $20, right? So one out of two people that joined your list end up paying $20. Guess what? Your customer acquisition cost is literally zero. If you're paying $10 to Facebook, right, for those two leads, that means you're paying $20 for those two leads. And then one of those two is actually paying you $20. You are breaking even right there, my friend. And that is the magic of a self-liquidating offer. That's, so That's great public math, Fonzi. Great public math, yeah. I try to keep it as simple as possible. <laughs> so I want to invite you to think about that, right? Okay, well, once I'm getting the people into my ecosystem, am I immediately presenting them with an offer? How am I leveraging this so I can subsidize, right? I'm doing air quotes in here, that customer acquisition cost. So, so it can be, you know, self-liquidated. And at the end of the day, if you're getting customers, that's, that'll literally be like getting customers for free, right? What would you do? I would just go out there and spend more money, right? Like if for every 20 bucks that I put out, I get two new customers and they're giving me 20 bucks, right? I'm just going to keep doing the same because out of those customers that now they gave me 20 bucks, they can, you know, invest again with you. That is one of the best ways to make money is just sell more to the people that already bought from you. Yeah. And we can go deep into this, you know, value ladder and all these other things. But at the end of the day, the point given here is 
through your audience, right? Specifically for being the business side of things in your list, nurture them. And at the same time, have a set of offers so you can offset the cost with which you acquire those people. Yeah. Also keep an eye out, right? Like many success stories, there's also horror stories, right? There's yeah. people that we work with and, and that we've talked to where they have burned those lists in a sense of they just inundated them with offers and then they stopped responding to opening those emails. So keep that in mind, right? What's the balance between building that value, building that trust, that community, right? Uh, and then sending them offers. Keep in mind the people that come into your world, right? These are people that might be getting closer to what you offer. They need what you offer. They need your services. They need your products. But at the same time, that's a relationship that we have to keep, right? So in our side, for the podcast, right, we build relationships, we keep them. Um, and then obviously some of them transition into working with us in different levels. But uh, at the same time, it's like with the people that are coming into our world, uh, they're coming into to a community in the Facebook group. Like, what can we do there to improve those relationships? What can we do through emails that, that can add value to it? What can we do with content to add value to it? Like, what are different avenues? And there's a lot of options in here. So obviously, keep in mind that what is your framework? How are you currently doing it? What are your current resources, right? We talked about this, uh, where you can leverage uh, that asset building that you're creating over time and optimizing it for, for that. So... I love this. Uh, super exciting. I thought we thought we were going to do five minutes. Mateo has been uh, jumping up and down for 20, which was great. <laughs> That's why he got the thunder thighs. Yeah, let me know if you heard the maracas. Uh, <laughs> if you want to check the thunder thighs, uh, go to my Instagram. <laughs> They're not my thunder thighs. But anyways, I, th I think that's the episode. Fonsi, anything else? No, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys listening to me. And if you have any questions on, you know, email, build listing, email build listing email list building and you know yeah. kind of like self-acquisition um wow i'm sorry I've, i got the the, 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 the congestion just hit me right now <laughs> i've been sick the last two days so i'm like you know kind of getting out of it so if you have any questions about what we talk about today just hit me up i'll be i'll be i would love to help you out yeah and if you're listening <laughs> this before September 21st, we're actually going to be at Fun Hiking Live next week. So if you are coming to Orlando to the event, come check us out. Send us a message. Uh, we'll hang out. Uh, we would love to to say hi to everybody of the show. Last time we were supposed to record on location and we just chatted with everybody that stopped by the table and it was amazing for like six hours. So come mm -hmm. hang out. We'll have some fun. And uh, yeah, I think that's the episode, right, Fons? That's it. All right, here we go. Thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and on social media at Co. That is right. And if today's episode help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and smash that subscribe button and leave a five-star review. See you. Bye, guys. <laughs>